Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode because we have on the show my friend Lindsay Schwartz, who I know you're going to absolutely love. She, if you're not familiar, is the founder of Powerhouse Women. She is an author, a podcaster, an event host. She helps a ton of women in the online business space. She's got a new program called Six Figure School. And honestly, this conversation I just think is going to feel super inspiring and really refreshing. Whether you are an entrepreneur or you're just someone that's feeling that pull to elevate to the next level, whether that is in your business or your career or your health goals or your relationships, we just have a really raw conversation about how to build confidence and navigate change and transitions. And you're really going to love her. Like it just feels like it's a conversation of girlfriends chatting and you're going to feel like you're in the room with us. So I'm so excited to hear what you think. And without further ado, let's dive right in. I am so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, girl. Oh my gosh, this feels like a catch-up between friends that we just get to record for other people to eavesdrop on. Literally, I was just saying, I'm like, okay, we should just hit record because otherwise we're going to get into all this juicy stuff that I know the women listening into the show want to hear. So here's the thing. I really want to talk to you about realigning and different transitions and seasons that you've had in your career and in your business, because there's a lot of women right now, whether they're in the corporate world wanting to make a change or they're wanting to move to a new city or they're needing to realign in their relationships or their business owners that are like, gosh, this thing does not feel right for me anymore. And it's time to make a change, but they're freaking out about it. So can you give us a little bit like high level overview of some of the major changes that you've made and how you know when it's even time to do that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. There've been so many. And even as you're describing each of those seasons, I'm like, yep, I've been through that one and that one and that one. (laughs) And there's probably more coming, but you know, my journey really started in corporate America. That was the only path that I was ever shown. I grew up in the Midwest. That was very much like the glamorized version of life. Like you get a good job, with a 401k. I even got a job that gave me like a company car. So I was like, mom, I have made it. Like you do not need to worry about me. Now, I don't actually know if you even know this about me. The job, the first job that I took, I was selling carpet, like commercial carpet. So there's really no way to make that sound glamorous. But where I found myself was in, they moved me to Phoenix somewhere. It didn't snow. They gave me a company car and I was like, I have it made. But at the time, it's interesting because it's so similar to the time we're living in now where there's talk of the economy shifting and just things that are changing where what once was reality maybe isn't anymore. You just have to think differently. And I'm so grateful. I was, you know, I was in commercial construction when that was one of the hardest industries hit and Phoenix was actually one of the hardest hit. And had it not been for that situation, I don't think I ever would have had the thought hey, maybe I need to have a little bit more security, something I have more ownership over. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever thought about starting something of my own. And I think if we're willing to look at 
even something that feels scary or uncomfortable, or it's pushing us toward a different direction. If we look for the blessing in it, like, yeah, that was scary, but it also gave me the biggest blessing of my life. Cause I, I started to consider different things. Mm-hmm. And at the time I started a network marketing business, had no preconceived notions about network marketing, like no skepticism whatsoever. I was like, yeah, this is cool. It makes sense. Yeah. And it was the first thing that kind of gave me that taste and I'm, I know your story is so similar too. And I fell in love with it. But I think deep down, I knew that that wasn't for me forever. Yeah. And so it kind of brings me to this season where I wasn't really giving my all. I wasn't really showing up. Like I, I would explain it as I, I had these seasons where I just felt super restless. And now looking back, the reason I felt restless was because I was giving maybe... 60 to 70% of my full potential. Like mm-hmm. I was just afraid. I was afraid to really step out there. I was afraid to be judged or criticized. And so it had me just play this really small game that left me feeling so unfulfilled. And it yeah. wasn't until I really was willing to address that. And it came in the form of writing a book, which was the thing that I was like really sure I had no business in the world doing, <laughs> like no business. And we can dig even deeper into this, but like the high level of it is that was the first time I ever attempted something that I didn't know I would be good at. Like yeah. I actually had a lot of evidence for why I wasn't cut out to be a writer who was going to listen to me. I had a super small audience but I just knew that in order to have something different, I needed to do something different. And it ended up going on to inspire the entire powerhouse women community and event in the business I have today. But at the time it felt like the most illogical pivot in the entire world. Cause here I had this thing that was making money that I yeah. knew my heart wasn't in. And I was feeling pulled toward this other thing that I had no evidence was going to work out. And something inside of me was just, I know so many of you listening can can relate to this. It was just screaming like, I just want more. I know that there's more. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because anyone that's listened into this podcast for a while, our stories are so similar of, you know, that transition of going from something that you know is no longer aligned, but you're good at. It's mm-hmm. really easy to stay in that because it's comfortable. And, you know, obviously our our human brain of wanting to stay in these familiar thought patterns and what we're comfortable in. But I want to know for you, like, how did you get yourself to leave that good to go for something that to your point, you had no evidence would work out. That's how I was when I was working or I had my network marketing business and I had this gut feeling that I wanted to start a podcast and I had no intention that I would help women launch podcasts and do all these random things. But it was like, it it felt for me like a visceral full body. Like you just need to do something because like, this is not working for you, but it was so uncomfortable because we know not to compare ourselves to other people. But what I was struggling with was comparing myself to a prior version of myself when the circumstances were different. When you're doing something you're good at, it's hard to want to make the leap to something that you know that you're going to suck at at the beginning, even if it feels right. So how do you manage that like emotional sometimes kind of chaos in your body when you're making that change. Yeah. Isn't it so true? There's like this fear of going back to being a beginner, mm-hmm. especially when you are in, and I had the same situation in network marketing. I mean, I had awards. I got to speak on stage. It was sort of like very comfy, cozy to stay there. And I think the biggest thing to address that I didn't say initially, that was, I think, keeping me stuck in this pattern of something that wasn't really meant for me was I was so afraid of disappointing other people. You know, I had Mm. other people who were relying on me. And I think that was the piece that kept me, kept me there longer than any of the other things. But deep down, the best way I can describe it is there was just this knowing 
that the other path. So for me, it was kind of leaving network marketing, going all in and knowing that I couldn't be everything. I couldn't be all in on two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I just felt this sense of just this sense of wonder, the sense of curiosity of like, what could happen if I gave this new vision, my full intention and where we were, we had had one event. We, I had launched the book, but it wasn't monetizing yet. So it was at this place where I was like, do I really believe in myself that I can make this work? Yeah. But on the other side of that, I think it was this, this really beautiful moment where I got to say, okay, if I were to bet on anyone in the entire world, I would bet on me 10 out of 10 times, Mm -hmm. but it also required me. And I I know we want to dive into this too. It required me to really be honest about the places where in my previous business, I didn't have the results I I wanted because I would bet when it got really hard. And so I kind of had this knowing that, and I'd grown into this place where I'd started to do things that really scared me. And I saw results on the other side. So I, I think it's like, it's so important to address. It's not about pivoting from something because one thing wasn't working and you think you can just bring the same habits and skills and the things that kept you in the place you were and the other thing and just then now operate in the same way. I literally had to change. That's why the next step did take off because I was different within it. Oh, yes to that. Like so often we are applying the same exact effort and intention with the next thing thinking, oh, because it's different that I'm going to get different results. Okay. Thank you for talking about that. Cause I want to know how did you get yourself? Because while I can identify with, I would 100% bet on myself over anybody else, right? Not over anybody else in comparison, but like, I know that I can show up. Like I know that I'll do that. How in the world do you develop that type of confidence for yourself to know that you can bet on yourself to even make the move in the first place? Yeah. Okay. This is probably the most important thing anyone can learn. And I learned it by experience. I wish someone would have sat me down and really taught me this concept. That the only way to develop that kind of confidence is to keep promises to yourself. That's it. So the reason my other business wasn't really going as well as I knew it could. Now it was going really well on the surface, but I knew there was more. So it's that that inner knowing where you are the only one who knows your true potential. You know, if you have more to give on the surface, everyone else thought I was giving a hundred percent. I knew I wasn't. And that difference in my whatever 70% to a hundred was I had so many ideas that I would make excuses and never do. I had podcast equipment collecting dust for five years. Wow. Never yeah. started the podcast. I had all these business ideas or even ideas for how to grow my network marketing business that the moment I would go to take that scary action, the thought would pop up of like, what would someone think? Or you don't really have this all together yet. You don't have it figured out. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes I just would get like kind of cute with it. I'd be like, mm, just like not a good time. Is this like really, <laughs> I like think of, if you watch the show Shit's Creek, like Alexis Rose, like she's got that kind of whiny voice. It's like, mm, no, it's just like oh. not, a good, not a good time. And I would just notice how the moment I went to take that action that really scared me. The one that was going to be a breakthrough for me to just keep that promise and yeah. you know, hit record and record that first podcast, publish that first blog. I had a blog for three years and I published one article per year <laughs> because I was so afraid. I was just like, definitely yeah. afraid. So it's what real. it required, back to your question, is it required me to start making and keeping more promises to myself. Mm-hmm. And the little ones, I mean, 
Don't, don't think that when you say you're going to set your alarm for five o'clock in the morning and you snooze until seven, don't think that that doesn't impact your confidence. Now, yep. here's the thing. If you're not a 5 a.m. person, stop telling yourself that you're going to yep. get up at five and just say you're going to get up at seven. But it's everywhere. When you tell yourself you're going to go to the gym and you're going to start a new fitness routine and then you don't, it chips away at your confidence. And, you're, and then we wonder why we don't feel bold enough to step into these big ideas that we have in, in any area of our life. And yeah. it really required me to, and that's what the entire year of writing my book really was because I had committed to it. I had invested in it. I was surrounded by other people who were in the journey with me just as uncomfortable. And I tried to quit three times. And every time I would show up to these Zoom calls and I would be ready to tell the group why it just wasn't. And again, I, I wasn't going to say the words I quit. I was going to get cute with it and say, you know, this is just kind of a distraction from my business. Things just got really busy. All these mm. things that we logically, we, we talk ourselves out of the things that we really want. Yeah. And so I would show up to these calls and then I would think about, wait, you know, you already know what it feels like if you quit on this, you've done that before. Mm -hmm. And I would just think, but what if, what if I just keep going one more day? or one more week? Or what if I just write a thousand more words? And I really did cry my way through writing that book. It really took everything in me to, to break that pattern of stopping when it got hard or stopping when I felt scared or felt like I wasn't good enough. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to finish this just to show myself that I can. Yeah. And that the confidence I gained from just keeping my word to myself and then making another small promise and you know hosting the event and figuring that out. So I want everyone listening to really look at and I know some of you right now are feeling a little maybe maybe attacked but <laughs> you're starting to think of the things and all the areas where you've made promises to yourself in the past and you haven't kept them. And that is your access to confidence. That is your access to feeling a world of difference about yourself and what you're capable of. And that was how it was every, day after day. And still to this day, how I get myself geared up to, to do the next big thing is I look at where am I making promises to myself and what am I doing to make sure I keep them? Mm -hmm. And where am I making sure I'm not just keeping my promises to everybody else in my life, yeah, but I'm also just as committed to keeping the promises I make to myself. That's so important. And I love it because it's so simple, um, but so powerful if you actually do do that. We talk about like a confidence bucket and where every time you're keeping a promise, yes. it's like you're putting a plop into your bucket. So then when life throws you a curveball, it feels like you got the side of your bucket smacked and like a little bit sloshes out, but you don't completely feel depleted because it is those like little micro choices. Yeah. And it's just, I love the simplicity, but power of it. And I, I want to talk about this, like this cute, quick concept, because I do think there's this interesting thing I've been thinking a lot about where sometimes we think that we're afraid of failure, but that we're actually afraid of success. And I'm curious as to how that's manifested with either yourself or with women that you've worked with, where they do the cute quit as it starts to work and they're freaking mm -hmm. out about it internally, right? Like how does that come up for you or for, for women you've worked with? Totally. Well, I can definitely talk about that from a first person perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it you know, when I dig underneath it, it was the fear of more visibility, right? Which brings more potential criticism, the fear of the responsibility of having more and managing more. Yeah. And I think when we can develop the self-awareness to know where we tend to take ourselves out of the game, 
I can now hear my cute quit when I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. So it was, I think, even more of a fear of who I would have to become in the process of achieving that goal than it was ever the fear of how would I feel if I failed? Because I think deep down, I knew, I just had that belief in myself that I could deal with failure. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I had the belief in myself that I could deal with success and what I believed would come with it. And I think we have to address that just as much. You have to like really start to look at what are the beliefs that you have? What are the things you say? Where do you start to play small and use that cute quit excuse and talk yourself out of this thing you want to do? And then notice where, and I think this is so brilliant that you said it, you know, this fear of success or, and, and just notice where you start to take that on, like it's part of you. So I'm going to give an example. So I used to say, oh, I have this fear of outshining people. I just, you know, I came from a small town. I feel super uncomfortable if like my success makes someone else uncomfortable. And I kept reinforcing it by saying, I have the fear of outshining people. Instead of saying, what's at the root of this? Where did this come from? How can I rewire this belief? So whatever it is for you, if you, if you've noticed that over the last few years, you're saying things like I have a fear of success. Why are you committed to keeping that in existence? Same thing with the fear of failure or the fear of public speaking or the fear of anything. You know, I had to notice where like I was continuing to reinforce the thing so that I could have an excuse to play small. I had to pop in here real quick and thank our sponsor of today's episode, especially if you're not familiar with them yet. It's a company called Gut Personal. And I actually started using the Gut Personal supplements a few months before our wedding because I was getting these really weird rashes underneath my armpits, on my back, on my neck. And I had a real low backed wedding dress and I was freaking out, trying to use topical stuff, panicking. I didn't even think about the fact that your gut is correlated to your skin. So I got put on a gut personal regimen that was personalized to me and it fixed the issue. And I was like, what in the world? And I started thinking so much more about gut health when my husband, Sina, was struggling with bloating and like just like indigestion and like that kind of feeling. And I was like, what the heck? Maybe it's a gut issue. And it's interesting because in society, we normalize a lot of things that don't actually have to be normal. If we get to the root of the problem, things like problems with your skin or your poops or bloating or digestion or sleep, like those things don't have to be normal for you. But when you're experiencing symptoms, it can feel kind of like overwhelming and you're trying to guess what you might need and you're wasting a bunch of money on stuff that's not even working and it's just annoying. So I want you to try gut personal because they're all about helping you customize your supplements and they do it in a really convenient way because also I know you're busy. So what you do is you'll head to their website, go to gutpersonal.com slash Keisha. Code Keisha gets you a discount on all of their products, but you can enter in what some of the issues are that are coming up for you and they'll give you personalized recommendations and then they've got dietitians on their staff that will help support you if you have any questions around that so you can actually heal the root of the problem. So again, head to gutpersonal.com slash Keisha, code Keisha to get a discount on all of their products. And if you snag something, tag me or DM me. I just want to hear about your experience because I love like knowing when you vibe with things that I vibe with too. Now, without further ado, let's get back into the show. 
Okay. Give some other examples. Cause right now someone's cruising down the freeway right now in their car and they're like nodding their head. Their neck's starting to hurt. Cause like, Oh my gosh, she totally gets me. Let's mm-hmm. like make her feel like she's really called out right now in a good, healthy way of like, what are a couple of the other cute quits that you feel are common for women? That things that they say that they don't even recognize this is a way for you to quit because either you're afraid of what other people are going to think of you, or you're afraid of stepping into your own potential because you're asking yourself, can I handle it? And it's so subconscious that you're not, you're not aware of it because you're yeah. saying these things that you've adopted as truths, right? Like, so what are some of those things? Yeah. I'm like, I'll just call myself out right <laughs> along with you. I'll tell you all of mine because I want you to also know that we're, we're the same. Yeah. We all, we all deal with these. And so what I notice is that I start to, to say things like, oh, I feel stuck. Listen, you're not stuck. You're probably just avoiding the action you know you need to take, the uncomfortable conversation you know you need to have, yep. the bold move that no one else is going to understand, and you need to, you know, you just need to do it. You're not stuck. You're just keeping yourself in a holding pattern by not moving and doing the thing you know you need to do next. So that's one. Preach. And, and I will, that. that is a good one. That's a juicy one. You can just grab because it's so accessible. I grab that one all the time. So yes, oh I love goodness. that. <laughs> Anytime I find myself feeling the, like the experience of, I feel kind of stuck. I don't know what to do. I sit down and I'm like, okay, do I, is this actually true? Yeah. Cause it's usually not. It's usually I need to have this conversation and I don't want to have that because here are my fears. Mm-hmm. So that's one. The other one, I would say the second biggest one is I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. because overwhelm most often is something we create. We create a state of chaos. We create a state of busyness so that we don't have to be responsible for taking the next level action or showing up as the person we need to be. So let me, again, just give you my version of it to see yeah. if you can hear yourself in it. I taught everyone else around me how busy I was. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in the season of not really pursuing my potential. I felt unfulfilled deep down. Everyone, and just start to notice how other people talk to you. When people message me, they would say, look, I know you're so busy. And I was like, wow, I really have people enrolled in this story of how busy I am. Yeah. Because if they knew I was busy, then they wouldn't challenge me on the fact that I wasn't really doing that thing that I said I was going to do last year because I'm just so busy, right? Yeah. So notice how are other people relating to you? How is your, how do you show up in your life? Are you in a constant state of overwhelm? And are you addicted to this state of overwhelm? Because then you don't have to be responsible for delegating, mm. for asking for and allowing help. I know someone just felt real called out by that. Yeah, yeah. You're keeping in existence exactly the situation that supports you not going after the thing you really want to do. This could be in your fitness. It could be like really creating the marriage that you want. We keep ourselves in these states. And then we say things like, I'm so overwhelmed or I'm so stuck or I'm so stressed. That is an indication that there's somewhere you aren't enforcing a boundary. You're not, you're not keeping a promise about who you are supposed to become. And it really is. It's like keeping a promise, yes, to yourself, but it's almost keeping a promise to your future self, the version of you you want to become. And I hear that from myself. I hear it from women in my community all the time. It's I'm stuck. I'm overwhelmed. Really, there's like other flavors of that. Just like choose your flavor. Yeah, right. At the root, I think it's something as women, a lot of us can relate to being in one of those two states. And 
Linz, that's so good because it's, it's so relatable. It's so really, every single person can see themselves in that to a certain degree. However, you're verbalizing it, whether it's in your own head or even the things that you're saying out loud, it's manifesting in some way that if you do feel like you're telling yourself you're stuck, it's taking the radical responsibility because I just really believe you're gifted a vision that doesn't look like everybody else's, but it's, it's your job to figure out how to get out of your own damn way. And It's interesting because when these patterns exist for so long and all these thoughts are bopping around in your head and they're becoming beliefs and reinforced by like your body is so used to feeling this way of this state of overwhelm or this state of anxiousness or whatever. Like I even think about with the childhood that I had, um, I was used to a little bit of chaos. And so I have to catch myself in real time now when I'm like, why am I creating chaos? Is it just because I'm more comfortable in chaos when I could feel ease? It's so interesting when you, when, when you become aware of that. And like, I love that you're talking about so many personal examples, because I think there's so many women that are listening and that are in this stage of of constantly wanting to gain more self-awareness and recognizing that when you call yourself out, it's from this place of love where you're not beating yourself up. Like even the way, like hopefully anyone listening to this, you're hearing how Lindsay's describing this. It's not in a way of beating yourself up of like, oh, it's so, it's so stupid that I did this or why am I like this? Or I'm so insert conditional statement that's not supportive to how you want to show up in the world or doesn't feel good. But you're like, this is what I'm doing. And now I acknowledge it. So when I'm doing my cute quit, I'm like, oh girl, you got this. Like you don't have to do that cute quit anymore. We're going to keep moving forward. And that's important for people to hear. So thank you for sharing that seriously. And okay. It makes me also think, I want to just talk to you a little bit about when you know you're rising to the occasion to show up in a way that you don't yet have proof for. So you talked about that with your book, but even for women listening to this, you know, some that are writing their books or they're wanting to launch podcasts or wanting to host events. I mean, we can speak to me as you know, like hosting my first event where you know that you're stepping up into that next level, but how it physically feels. I want to really normalize the ands of multiple emotions being held simultaneously. So give us your version of how it feels before you host an event like Powerhouse Women, which I just went to and it was so freaking awesome. So give us how it feels in your body though. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, this is... I, I saw this quote on Instagram. I'm going to totally botch it, but you're going to get the the gist of it. It was something about you know entrepreneurship, but I think we can insert like just any growth journey. Anytime you're going on a growth journey, it's really about teaching your nervous system to really be okay with feeling a higher level of like risk and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Because anytime you want to grow in any area, you're essentially looking at who you want to be six months or a year from now, who you are now, and you're looking at the gap between the two. And for so long, I thought that gap was a problem. I was Mm. like, oh, I'm not this person yet. So that must mean I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I'm not the one. When really the gap is just showing you the growth potential and growth is always going to feel, it just feels really uncomfortable. So if I even go back further to how it felt like the most visceral for me was when I was writing that book. And I, I remember feeling like there was an elephant sitting on my chest. It was like, sometimes it was hard to breathe when I would get in my mind about all of the what ifs and the, the worst case scenario that my brain would imagine. And I just would have to remember. And sometimes I even just now have adopted this practice of like, I'll put my hand, like wherever in my body, I feel it. You know, sometimes it's kind of like where my heart is or like where my solar plexus is. And I just like take a few deep breaths and I, I have to like repeat to my body that it's safe to evolve. 
Yeah. Because what's happening is, is I'm evolving. And I love talking about this because what I can, the best way I can describe it is as you're becoming a new version of you, it's going to feel like a part of you is dying. And that's going to feel really scary to your mind, which Mm -hmm. there's a part of your mind that wants nothing to do with your own growth. That just has nothing, it has no interest in where you're going. And the only reason is because you haven't been there yet. So it feels really uncertain and really scary. So whether it's planning your first event, whether it's, you know, stepping into a new role at work or, you know, deciding to show up differently in your marriage and knowing that there's going to be a period of uncomfortability where that's, you're changing a pattern and you're inviting everything in your environment to change along with you, but it takes resilience. It takes strength. It takes a lot of grace for yourself in the process. And I think you do this really well too. You know, the other thing that really helps me is having a freaking sense of humor because I can just like laugh at myself in the process or enjoy it or not make it so heavy and serious. It actually becomes a lot more fun because it, in the process, like what it feels like is it feels physically uncomfortable. Sometimes like <laughs> you're like that stretch Armstrong doll and yeah. someone's like grabbing you by the limbs and you're, you're like, like, oh, stretching. I'm going to puke or pee. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to puke. It, it's any of those. It's real cute. It's, <laughs> but that's why I think having communities like yours and what you've created is so important because when you know, you're not the only one going through it, it makes it feel a little bit less uncomfortable. You just yeah. know that it's it's something that this person you're looking up to and you want to be more like them. Okay, well, if they went through it and look what they've created, then maybe I can too. So mm-hmm. like kudos to all of you who listen to the podcast or who are, who are plugged into the community because that is what it is required. That is what got me through. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I heard this quote by Gay Hendricks that says, uh, fear is excitement without the breath. Yes. And I I've been that. saying that to myself where I'm like, I like the feeling of excitement more than fear. So like, let's not label this fear and let's just take a big freaking breath. And it's, I just keep saying that to myself right now, which is, it's really powerful. But I do want to acknowledge one thing before I want you to share with them something that I think could be really cool for this community is I went to your event, um, powerhouse women. So for those of you that, cause we didn't really give your backstory, but like they'll, they'll catch on to it. Um, that you host an annual women's event and my best friend, Jackie and I went to your event and it was so interesting because I was sitting in the audience. I knew you were going to crush it. I, like, of course, but you had this neon green <laughs> jumpsuit and this braid that like Beyonce would have been so proud of that just went past your butt and you were just in your element. And I always feel like it's our part of what I believe for women is that it's our job to show up and do the thing that we feel called to do for ourselves and for the world, but also to, so somebody else can borrow belief from you in real time of like, if she can do it, I sure as hell can too. And I was sitting there watching you for a second and I had like tears in my eyes of watching you just do something that you're so built to do, knowing how many reps you had to put in to become the version of you to stand on that stage. And how powerful it is that that's such a gift that you can give to somebody else that like you gave to me in real time where I was sitting there, you know, we're touring our venue for empower her live, which is in October. So about two months after your event, my first event, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I know how many reps she put in and I know how much she had to grow to be this person. And like, look at her in her damn like green outfit. Like she's in it. And I think it's just a reminder that all of us can give to ourselves is 
you don't even recognize who you can be inspiring to tap into their own potential by you just standing boldly in yours. And we just need more examples of women with different personality types and backgrounds and stories. And it was just such a gift that you gave to, yes, the entire community of women that were there, but to make this selfishly about me, (laughs) I literally was sitting there just thinking, thank you for letting me borrow that belief from you that if you can do it, I can do it too. So you're just, you're just really awesome. I just love you. Thank you. That is the coolest thing to hear. And I love you right back because <laughs> to this year was such a breakthrough in my own self-expression. And I yeah. want to make sure to include this for anyone who we are just getting to know one another right now. Don't be fooled to think that the version of me in the sequined neon green blazer and this braid that was a fake braid. That was that. I I hit him with a plot twist because I have like a really short blonde bob. So we put a fake braid on. It was I, I transformed into a new person. But it was this question of where are the parts of myself that I still suppress because I'm worried it's just going to be too much or it's going to be off putting. And I had to really lean into this feeling. And again, I I'm very much, I'm a generator on human design. So like everything is very much, if I, I just get this inner knowing this tug. And I was like, I, I think there's just this version of me that I'm kind of just ready to unleash this year. And I did this whole opening where it would include dancing, which if you, if you know me, I'm like, my goal in life is to be a golden granny. They're these like (laughs) um, 55 and older women. They have like a dance team and they do hip hop performances for the halftime of the Phoenix Suns basketball games. So naturally I'm just doing this powerhouse women thing until I'm old enough to audition. But I I genuinely like love dance. Like that's such an, a, a, form of joy and play and fun for me. And I had the whole time leading up to the event, I was like, who do I think I am? Yeah. I like have these friends who are amazing dancers. I had them like choreograph something, but in deep down, I knew that someone needed to see me do the thing that scared everything out of me mm-hmm. and do it in an outfit that I felt amazing in that my grandmother would totally not understand <laughs> me wearing. <laughs> And just be okay with being, and I don't even know if it's the fullest self-expression, right? Because there's there's always a new version, but yeah. show up as a version of me that is distinctly different from who I was a year ago, yes. because now my community sees, they're literally watching my growth before their eyes. They're seeing their own growth mm-hmm. and your, your community is going to get to see, this is why I'm obsessed with the fact that you have a live event now, because every year you get this opportunity to see how much you have grown as a person. And that's such a, that, that meant so much to me to hear because, and this is for all of you, you just don't have, you have no idea who you're inspiring by just you doing that next bold thing Yeah, that really does intimidate you. But deep down, you also really want to do it because it's super fun. (laughs) Or that thing you want to wear that you're like, what are people going to think? But I love it. Yeah. It's well, and it's somebody that you can see yourself in their story. So for the woman that's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a stay at home mom and I have two kids. And like, I just had someone message me this morning that was like, Keisha, I'm coming to empower her live. And I'm a single mom. I have two kids. This is my first time ever investing in myself and doing, and she's flying all the way from Ohio and she's so excited about it. And I was like, you even talking about this is showing other women who are in your situation that can't relate to me personally, like what's possible for them by you calling your shot and getting yourself in that room and seeing what comes up for you. 
And I just think I, I love how you embody that. And I love that you mentioned this evolution too. And like, that's the fully expressed version of you in that moment. And now you're different because you're constantly evolving, but that's how you needed to show up. Like, and you can feel it when somebody is just like showing up their like full self and it just gives people permission in the room. And that's, that's what it created. And it was such a cool opportunity. And I think it was very timely when you're, when you're feeling all the feels of doing something where you feel called to the next level, like I'm in, in real time that as I was sitting in the room, I'm like, this is so powerful that I get to create this experience for other people too, because I see how powerful it's been for me and how powerful it's been for you and how we're evolving to that next level. And everybody gets to do that in their own way. And Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful. I love it so much. So, okay. Another reason that I wanted to bring you on the podcast besides being obsessed with you is (laughs) that you have a business program and I don't have any business programs. And I get DMs out the wazoo of people like, Keisha, can you help me build a business? Can you help me do X, Y, Z? And I just don't feel right now that it's aligned for me to do a business program. So I really would love if you could just give them like a high level overview of your six figure school and who it could be right for, because there are a lot of women that listen into this podcast that they have an idea that they really want to put out into the world, or they're doing something and they know they just need more clarity and support. And someone that's going to be like, take my hand to come with me. Let's figure this out together in the business space. So tell them about six figure school, please. (laughs) Well, and I'm so, I'm just so grateful for friends like you who are willing to share communities and make just, we both do this for each other, right? Share what it is that we both feel really, really passionate about teaching women and, you know, powerhouse women really evolved just out of my own desire to have this kind of community where you can be really ambitious. You can share your really big ideas, things that you want to monetize and turn into a business, but you can also be just as like super honest about everything we talked about today. Look, I am still figuring this out as I go. Okay. People (laughs) do not get, do not be fooled. We are literally actively figuring this out as we go. But what I do know makes a difference. And what I wish I would have had in the early days was just a plan, a roadmap to say like, if you only have a few hours a week to focus on your business, which is so many of us when we first start, do this, focus on just this one thing this week. And I really modeled it after I, you know, I mentioned just briefly before the whole reason, the only reason I finished my book and didn't quit is because I had number one invested in myself. And that was the first time I'd made a financial investment. I know so many of you are investing Mm -hmm. in coming to empower her live and, and that feels scary And we get so excited by those investments because we know it's going to change your life just by who you show up as. And for me, that first investment was that writing program, Mm -hmm. which doesn't exist anymore, but it was a container where it took me by the hand. I was mentored by someone who knew the steps I needed to take. And I was surrounded by other people who were just as scared and intimidated as I was. And I was on the line financially enough that I thought twice when I wanted to quit. And I think that combination is so beautiful because, you know, I've, I've done all the free things. I've, I've done all the free yeah. resources and I love podcasts. And there was something that transformed in me when I invested in myself and my idea. So mm-hmm. we took that model and we created a 12 week business mentorship. It's one where, you know, you can take it at your own pace. We do live calls. We only do it once a year, but you have access to it for the life of the program because mm-hmm you know, your, your idea right now might be the teeniest little seed and you don't even know how you're going to monetize it yet. So you might go through the first time and then get the spark of inspiration of what you're going to monetize. 
But next year, when you come back and you go through it again live, now now you're a little bit further along. Not only do you get to impact the other women, but yeah. now you have an actual idea. So now you're taking it and you're running with it and you're starting to monetize. And so we wanted to create something that people can go at their own pace. They're surrounded by... I mean, you got to meet so many of the women in the yeah. audience. Just really like the, the realest of real, just like your community, women who mm-hmm. genuinely show up and support each other. And we give you the tools. We literally give you the roadmap to take a big idea and monetize or scale it to your first... Whether you want to make six figures or not, but we're going to give you the roadmap to get there to yeah. six figures or to really whatever goal you want to reach. Truly, if you want to go check it out, you can go to joinsixfigureschool.com. Regardless, go check out Lindsay because part of the reason why I really wanted to even introduce you on the podcast is of course, if people are interested in that program to go check it out. But even if this doesn't feel aligned for you right now, go check out what Lindsay's doing just because I want you to have resources because I know so many women, it's a responsibility with a community like this and a podcast like this that I can direct you to people that I will full, like wholeheartedly put my stand of approval on that I know they'll show up for you because there are women that need tactical tools and and just being transparent. I don't want to create a program like this because this is up your alley. Like this is totally something that you have polished and it's amazing. So if people are interested, go check it out, but go follow Lindsay. And Lindsay, to close this out, I do want to ask you what's for the woman that's listening into this right now, that she's feeling like that, that like, you know, the feeling of like butterflies, nervousness, like just kind of this like little like bubbling. The way I like to think of it sometimes is like, there's like a pot of water that's boiling on the stove and like the top is starting to pop off, you know, like it's like, um, she's feeling that way about anything right now, whether it is starting a business, joining this program, buying her ticket to empower her life, moving to a new city, finally quitting the job that like sucks her soul, whatever it is. And she knows that she needs to take action. Can you tell her in a Lindsay way, how to get out of her own damn way and, and go. <laughs> like, well, you're not alone. That's the first thing I'll say. And, uh, you know, I think it comes back to the conversation we had around feeling kind of stuck. It's if I think back to the times where I was that bubbling kettle and I just was waiting for someone to either give me permission or validate that it was the right move, or I was waiting for clarity. A lot of times we think we're waiting for clarity Clarity didn't come until I took the first step in faith. It just doesn't. And I don't know what twisted universal law this is, friends. I don't know why we don't get the reassurance or the clarity or the validation. But if you really tune in, and here's how you know, if you really get quiet, you carve out some space, you take some time, just quiet time with yourself. And if you can't imagine not having that result, not taking that step, you know, not taking that action, If you imagine your life a year from now and you just are sick over the thought of not making progress toward that thing, then you know that's exactly what you're meant to do. But you're not going to get the clarity until you take the first step in faith. And I'm just so grateful for friends like you. I will be at Empower Her Live. So those of you that are coming, I can't wait to meet you in real life. I'll be in the audience right (laughs) along with you, crying, laughing, dancing. Doing all the things, all the like, things, ball smiling, and um, just like such a generous offer, and I'm just really so grateful to be on this ride with you, and can't wait to see what we do next. 
I can't wait. Oh, Lindsay, you're amazing. Okay. How can people find you? Tell them about your podcast. Podcast listeners need more podcasts. So oh my tell gosh, them. Right? <laughs> Same. I, I'm always adding new ones. So everything for us is under Powerhouse Women, which keeps it super easy. So the podcast is Powerhouse Women. It's one of my favorite ways to show up and serve. We need to get you on the podcast so we can do this again. Yes. And uh, and then Instagram is just Powerhouse underscore women. And then I know my personal one will be linked in the show notes too. But yeah, I mean, just like Keisha, we're, we just keep it real over in the powerhouse community. And, you know, if you're looking, especially if you have big ideas that you are really looking to just have someone pour belief into, uh, there's a lot of women in that community who can't wait to support you. Oh, I love you, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, girl. Yay. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.